1: Ladies and welcome to the show. My name's Eric Nam, and I'm joined today with Eddie. Hey, Eddie. What's going on? Eric? How are you, dude? Dude, I'm doing well. Just hanging in there. All right, good. Yeah, we're all hanging in there. We are currently in our Eric B and B. We are in isolation because everybody should be in isolation so we all stay healthy and we get over this coronavirus ASAP. And as you guys may know, this is a show that's kind of, I guess, born out of the times of quarantine.
2: Yeah, this is a show that. You know, we didn't know that the people needed, and here we are, just uh, doing God's work.
1: Doing <laughs> doing God's work. We are, you know, number one show for TV and film. Boom. We were the number twenty-seven show across all podcasts. Um. Anyways, if you are new to the show, welcome to the show. This is Come here to Quit, where we watch the first few episodes of K dramas, TV shows, and we watch the movies, and we save you the time and effort of wondering, should I watch this show? How much longer do I need to scroll through my Netflix catalog to make the decision of, is there anything left for me to watch? We're just going to do it for you. We give you the lowdown, we give you the little bits and pieces that are good, and we decide if we commit to the show and watch it, or we hate it, we quit it, and we drop it. Now, obviously, this show contains spoilers, especially for the first two episodes, because that's what the show does we talk about it Um, and if you are one of those people who need to watch the show before you have any discussion on it then we just recommend you pause or maybe listen through like the first 10 minutes where we introduce the show go watch it come back for the discussion points we're going to jump into it today we have a great great show to talk about we also have an amazing guest joining us to talk about this show i'm super excited to talk to her and to talk about this drama on today's episode episode four of commit or quit we're gonna talk about one of the most buzzworthy K dramas of 2020 so far. We actually did a little bit of research. We checked the Google Trends. This trended higher than ETL in class. Wow! Globally, right? It's called Crash Landing on You, and we have so much to discuss. So everybody, sit back, relax, and get ready for another mind-blowing, thought-provoking episode of this life-changing podcast. This is Commit, Commit or, or Quit. quit. Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh, I actually heard this is really good. Uh, What do you say? Should
2: we commit or quit?
1: Alright guys, so welcome to the show. Today we have a guest. She is the amazing, the talented, calling in from Vancouver, Canada. It is Linda. Hey Linda, how are you?
3: Hey guys, I am fantastic.
1: Thanks for joining us. How you been?
3: Really good. Uh, the sun's out now in Vancouver. I've just been indoors, quarantined for uh, almost a month and a half now. So it's great.
1: <laughs> so everyone's happy. Yeah. Quarantine. Yeah. Um, who are you with? Who are you? Are you with family? Are you with friends? Or
3: Yeah, I'm with uh, my very paranoid parents and my sister.
1: Nice. Well, please introduce yourself to the Dive Studios and commit or quit family. How do you introduce yourself?
3: Uh, I'm a YouTuber. Um, I make videos on Lenny Productions. I make comedy skits and romantic short films and also like memes on my Instagram.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I uh, before you jumped on and I was watching and scrolling through some of your videos and um, one of them that I came across was the Korean dramas featuring Kevin Wu, our good friend.
3: Uh, <laughs> Kevin
1: yeah so but like how long have you been doing youtube you've been doing this stuff for a while and i also saw you just started a new channel right
3: yeah i've done youtube for probably about eight years now um i wanted to do more like quick style skits and so i wanted to make something different
2: cool no we're Mm -hmm. super excited to have you on like i came across your content on instagram um and i just think you'd be really really good and have some interesting point of views on the hottest drama of possibly of all time right wow.
1: bold statements there eddie
2: as you'll come to see linda i'm uh i like to exaggerate
1: um before we jump into this show though generally do you like K dramas? what do you like to watch movies dramas reality tv what do you like
3: Ooh, i usually like to watch comedy movies Kind of like the movies like Kick Ass and Scott Pilgrim, like that kind of ah, style. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But the last one I watched as a family was Autumn's Tale. I think it was like fifteen years ago or so. But uh. that was a drama I watched with my family and like every, my whole family was crying. So
2: what kind of what kind of series is
1: that? It's a K drama?
3: It was uh, I think I'm saying it wrong. Autumn's Tale? It was a K drama, but it was so set with Songhei and Wanbin.
1: Oh, oh, it's probably like Kaol Kao or something. Um As the title of this podcast suggests, my brothers and I, we have serious commitment issues when it comes to watching an entire show or an entire season. You know, you're really investing time and energy and emotional baggage. You're taking it on as you go into a drama. So curious to know, we would like for you to fill out this blank, okay? I have commitment issues when it comes to blank. Do you have anything that you're like always scared to commit to? Books. Books.
3: I can't finish books. I I read like probably three chapters and then I go to another book.
1: (laughs) Are we soulmates? What the heck? I feel the same way. This is crazy. though. it's like interesting at first,
3: and then I'm like, maybe there's another book. Right. And then yeah.
2: Linda, I can I can relate wholeheartedly. The uh the samples that you get on the iBooks, like the 15 pages, Mm -hmm. you know when, and then it's like, do you want to purchase this? Nine times out of ten, I say no. I got what I needed. (laughs) Thank you very much i'll go to wikipedia if i need it you know
1: right i think spark notes is enough for me for books
2: which is why this perfect perfect show that is commit or quit is uh is is helpful to everybody just like just like linda spark notes version
1: well now that we know a little bit about linda and her preferences when it comes to to books and dramas we're going to go ahead and jump into it we're going to start talking about crash landing on you and we're going to decide if we along with linda Commit or quit to this show. So to get us started, Eddie, could you please give us an amazing synopsis on Sarange Purishitak, aka Crash Landing on You? Yeah, Eric, no
2: problem. Um, yes, Crash Landing on You, uh, it's 16 episodes long. It actually started airing in December and ended uh in February, and it's airing on TVN and now on Netflix. Um, so just to give you a short synopsis. A paragliding mishap drops a South Korean heiress in North Korea and into the life of an army what? officer who decides he will help her hide. I mean, should we just hit commit right now? Is that <laughs> not enough? Should we just end
1: the episode? I mean, we could. We very easily could.
0: But
2: um, yeah, anyways, fun fact.
1: Slap me in the face with the fact.
2: Crash landing on you, right? Mm-hmm. It actually set the new record for the highest viewership ratings. Whoa. For any TVN drama. Damn. So we got on Class that broke the, what, JTBC. KTBC?
1: Not KTBC, JTBC. JTBC. There you go.
2: Whatever. <laughs> Same thing, just kidding. I'm not liable. This is a podcast. <laughs> and then Crash Landing on You got the highest viewership on TVN. So we are literally focused on some of the greatest dramas of all time. We are coming hot out the gates.
1: We are coming hot out the gates. So... Thank you for that amazing synopsis. Again, I'm assuming you wrote that.
2: I didn't write anything. That was just off the top of my head. Oh wow,
1: okay, thank you. You're a genius. Nobody look up the synopsis on Netflix. Don't do it, all right? Anyways, to give everybody just a little bit of reference, here are some casting characters. I think these are the main ones that we'll end up talking about today, right? We I mean, really just miss two characters. There's Lee Chong he's played by Hyun Bin. He is a North Korean military officer and he's the one who finds Yun Se-ri who is played by Son Ye-jin and helps her hide in North Korea. So Yun Se-ri, she is a South Korean chebar heiress who accidentally crashed lands in North Korea while testing the company's new paragliding apparel. Very specific. So those are the two characters. We have Lee jong Yook played by hyun Bin and Yun Se-ri played by Son Ye-jin. Just to give you guys a little bit of background on these two actors. I'm not very familiar with a lot of their work. I know Hyun Bin had done like Secret Garden almost probably 10 years ago with hajiwon which was a huge success Son Yejin, i've met i had interviewed her probably six years ago when i was doing entertainment news stuff in korea she's incredibly nice she was probably one of my favorite korean interviewees because she was just so nice to me hyunbin i've run into at the gym this dude is freaking jacked he's like super tall and i was like man he could rip my head off with his biceps all to yeah. say and but he was very nice and I, I know friends who know him mm-hmm. and who work with him. They're like he's like such a nice guy, just which kept... is great to hear. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our three main talking points, let's just give you a quick, quick uh, overview of how the first two episodes go. So pretty much, Son Yejin, right? So Yun Se Ri, she is the daughter of a very, very big corporation, Chebar. We've spoken about Chebar multiple times throughout our shows, but Chebar is pretty much run Korea. There are companies like Samsung, LG um and hyundai. hyundai kia so you know very very rich families and she is the daughter in one of these families and she has set up her own company and it's you know IPOing. it's doing very well and her father her family's company that's very well to do as well the show opens with her pretty much getting the keys to not only her company but her family's company and as part of her company, which is like a fashion, sportswear, lifestyle kind of brand, she's trying out new clothes. And that's where she ends up in North Korea, accidentally crashing into a forest and meeting this soldier. Mm-hmm. Now, half of like the first episode is her just kind of running away and trying not to get caught by North Korean soldier, soldiers. And she pretty much runs deeper into North Korea. And it just so happens that she runs into the house and is saved by the soldier, jong Yong. And then... Over the next episode, it's like her, she's like stuck in North Korea. They're trying to figure out a way to get her out because if it comes out that they did not kill her, all those soldiers are in trouble. So the second episode, pretty much, they're like, make sure nobody finds out about her. Um, And meanwhile, there are all these other subplots going on. But at the end of it, the townspeople and the military find her and they run into her hiding in the kimchi cellar of Jonghyuk's house. And then at the end, to get out of it he literally goes this is my fiance boom and then it ends and i was like what the heck this is not where i saw it going i think what was done very well here is that there's a lot of humor and there's uh a lot of like minor undercurrents and he's awkward and he's stoic but she's also very like very verbose and she's a strong woman ceo and she has a lot of ideas and uh, is always like being very witty in how she approaches things. So I think there was a great back and forth chemistry thing between a very stoic guy and a very vibrant, strong woman. And seeing that play out over the first two episodes was very, very interesting. I think beyond just the storyline, you know, a lot of people who have been tuning in, they've saying like we really like the insight, the information, some of the contextual things that are coming with this podcast. And so we're going to go into those main talking points so the first one i think would be really interesting to discuss is the depiction of life in north korea and life in south korea a lot of different things that i think happened where Teddy, who is from south korea just didn't understand it's like why are the lights suddenly shutting off she's asking for meat she said i have to have meat two times a day and people are like meat two times a day that must be insane who has meat two times a day um and so it was interesting to be able to see a depiction of North Korean life on screen because generally typically until now anything that we see about North Korea particularly in South Korean dramas has been this North Korean is a spy or North Korean is not smart or the North Korean is very one-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. I'm curious like what you guys thought kind of watching these scenes play out in "quote unquote" North Korea. I
3: feel like they really portray it like a like a fantasy mis- like mythical place because when she like comes down and she sees the people i guess i really listen to music a lot and sound and like what they choose and yeah it it made it look like a little fantasy land like she was dreaming mm. and she like goes into a place where you know people of uh, the village for example
2: interesting like a wizard of oz type of thing
3: yeah like its own fantasy land so that, i think that was for me that was interesting to to see how i guess north korea is being played out
2: no i i hear you on that were there any like perceptions uh that you had of north korea that may be changed having seen this drama i mean i'm assuming this is not accurate right <laughs> this is a k drama <laughs> but like were there any like oh wow
3: I, I guess my my i think it's a yeah of course a stereotype of like what i've but people like talk about this basically like really strict you know they're very disciplined they're in the military they don't have any emotions but seeing it in another light was nice to see because it's like oh you know i don't i don't know what their life is like so they could be you know the, they probably are it's just um what media portrays is very
2: right different. definitely
3: it was a nice like like realization like oh right yeah you know
2: i totally agree with you and it, it, mm-hmm. it is nice to see him in the, in a different light like obviously not not taking away how serious the situation is there right um in the realities
1: yeah i mean i think i think part of it is like i'm sure there's people who can criticize like why are you now romanticizing north korea north korean soldiers um the global perception of north korea is not necessarily the most positive and you know we've all heard about the human rights issues and just you know concentration camps and starvation and just a horrible dictatorship and What we can look at this drama and what we can look at the things that they have done with this drama that, you know, silver lining kind of positive thing is like, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all people. We all go through the same things. We all have emotions. We all have things we long for and strive for and morals and values. It's just, I think, I would like to think that people in North Korea their stories aren't able to be heard or told because they are under this dictatorship and they don't have the right means to get their stories out, right? There is depth, there is character, there are struggles, there are stories that need to be told and heard. And I think this drama might just be a way for us to be reminded of that. Not only just for North Korea, but just for people all all around the world. Anyways, this show though, like, as much as it's like, oh, how realistic is this? They had one of the writers on this show is a North Korean defector so they actually had somebody who I read an article on this he had studied film in North Korea so back in like the 80s and 90s the dictator at that time was very very much into arts and so he had people educated for like film and like arts and so he was in one of those courses and once he defected he pretty much by chance got a job doing media entertainment stuff in South Korea and so he became, like, the go-to guy for anything North Korean. Because Korea, South Korea has, like, a lot of dramas on, like, North Korean spies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Iris. and um, So he was one of the writers, which I thought was interesting. So they were saying that this is probably, although it is, like, a funny, romantic K-drama, when it comes to the factual kind of stuff, there are things that holds very strong.
2: Well, Eric, I, I appreciate those facts. Honestly, that fun fact was my fact to say. But, I mean, that's totally cool. Um that was one of those stories I had up my sleeve, but I'll come up with another one.
1: You know, one thing that kind of as I was watching it, there were things that like there were things that I was watching and I was like, oh right. This is probably, by the way, a good depiction of what North Korea is like. Like I'm imagining conditions are actually much worse than they are depicted in the drama. But when you're watching it, it's like, oh, they don't have refrigerators. So they have, like, a cellar underground where they keep their food mm-hmm. for meat so that it doesn't go bad. They put it into salt. They don't have electricity 24-7. And also seeing North Koreans who are, like, trying to watch Korean dramas, like, South Korean dramas or, like, do things that we as Americans would consider normal. They just have a different way around it. Um, I just thought that was, like, a really, really interesting part. Um, And then it got me thinking, I was like, right, we live in a place and we live in a society where internet and cell phones and 24-hour water and electricity are so normalized and taken for granted. And for somebody like Jin Yejin Mm -hmm. in this, it's a completely foreign concept. It has to be jarring for her. Right. Like like going back in time. Yeah. She was like, I need hot water. She's like, there's no hot water. You have to go boil your hot water. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I guess one thing that I definitely want to talk about on this drama is kind of like culture shock and social shock. I think we're all living in a time right now where we have new living realities um, in terms of how we socialize with people. Everybody's on a Zoom call. Everybody is now not allowed to leave their house. Like this is stuff that we learn to adjust to as humans and we have to adapt to quickly. Um, But watching this drama, I thought it was part comical and also very relatable watching Teddy being dropped in north korea in a completely foreign uh country foreign culture really even kind of a foreign language north koreans speak differently from south koreans as well um and seeing her trying to understand how north korea works you know there were parts of it that i was watching was like they have electricity only certain hours of the day they don't have hot running water They don't have, uh, because you don't have electricity, you don't have a refrigerator. So they use a kimchi cellar, which is underground. It's like literally a big cellar under the house. You know, a big hole. If you want to take a shower, you have to boil the water, set all these contraptions up. So this kind of stuff I thought was very interesting. And like me personally growing up, like I was fortunate enough to travel and do a lot of service work, um, you know, throughout Latin America, some in Africa. Lived in China for a year. India, so I spent months in India, so like always adjusting and seeing different realities um, of how people live for me was really fascinating and very uh, educational point, and I kind of could relate to that stuff watching this drama. But I'm curious, like Linda, if you had any of you know those experiences or takeaways watching this drama, or like how you grew up in that sense.
3: Yeah, when I was five, I went back to Vietnam um, visit my. Mom's side of the family, and so they live in a village, and so everything that you see is very similar, except for the like dancing at a certain time. That was something that wasn't the same, oh, but right. yeah, like but the whole electricity thing and using hot water, going outside to get hot water. That was actually something my my uh grandma and my mom's side is like like went through back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I was like, oh, that's normal to me.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, Eddie and I were talking the other day. Um, I remember and this is probably 2000. We went to Korea. Mm-hmm. And this is like for the first time we can actually remember stuff. So I was probably like like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you were probably second or third grade. It was that summer. Yeah. And we went to our, da- our mom's side of the family. They were having like a big family gathering in, in Jeonju, which is about uh, three, four hours south of Seoul. And we got there, and I just remember being like, wow, this is so different from what we know, and even so different from Seoul. Mm -hmm. Um, And what, you know, growing up and realizing that Korea, South Korea went through economic development in such a rapid, rapid pace. This is one of the only countries that went from an aid recipient to an aid donor. Um, If you think about it, North Korea from what I've been told was technically better off than South Korea financially and they had a higher standard of living. I don't know that- don't quote me on it but like it was something like that. It's like North Korea- I've heard multiple times like North Korea had like a higher standard of living. South Korea was like considered to be like even poorer and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so for South Korea to develop so fast and modernize so quickly like it's a generation of people who really saw- things change right before their eyes. So even our parents, every time they go, they're like, we don't recognize this or that. There are little relics. There are certain buildings that were there. Like our dad said, like his house, his childhood home growing up was the first time ever in Seoul there was a two-story house. And it was like a huge deal. So our dad said that that house was in a movie. Like one of the first South Korean movies because it was, they had never seen a house like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Watching this drama, I was like, man, like, it's crazy how quickly South Korea has developed and how fortunate we are to be living in a world where we have freaking Zoom calls. I can see your face, Linda, in Vancouver, and we can record and put out a podcast. Like, we're so fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, But, sorry, going back to it, like, we go to this, our family gathering in Chunju, And even then, I was like, man, like, this kind of feels very developing nation yeah
2: it was definitely back in time and i remember going back like eric and i that was probably like the closest we ever were because we shared a game boy and we shared the blue version oh, of pokemon you're gonna break so my heart, man. it was just a very uh it was a time share so you're about break we, we really spent a lot of time together and really we went back um you know we met our cousins for the first time on on our on our mom's side and long story short Mom says, hey, Eddie, why don't you share your Game Boy with Cousin A? and Who's never Eric, seen a Game Boy. Who's never seen a Game Boy before. Eric's like, mom, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm like, mom, I also agree. I don't think that's a good idea. She's like, share it with your baby cousin. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. And I remember Eric's hand just like trembling as he handed <laughs> it over. And I think at that point, for those of you who are familiar with Pokemon, at, at that time, there were only 150 Pokemon. And we were at about 147, probably about... 200 hours invested with those little cables that you would use to trade Pokemon back and forth between like the red version and the blue version. So, I mean, I, I think I, I went to go eat lunch, all right? Came back, check up on Cousin A, and he has started a new game and saved it.
1: He deleted 147 Pokemon. Yeah. So this, these hours of investment, the one thing that brought Eddie and I together as brothers, outside of the fact that we shared a womb, you know?
2: Yeah, honestly, it's never been the same since. We're pointing fingers. Couldn't talk to mom for
1: at least. 147 Pokemon. Just gone. Yeah. They were just wow. Dead. Sorry. I don't know how we got here. But anyways.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to add a little bit more to that story of going back in time to a very unfamiliar place.
1: I feel like this applies to people. Not only in a physical country or thing. But like even culture shock. Like going to college can be a culture shock. Going to college somewhere, going on a trip somewhere, um, being in an unfamiliar situation. Like for me, my life, like going from, even though like I traveled a lot and I saw a lot, moving to Korea and getting there, being put on TV the week I get there, not really knowing how to speak Korean Mm -hmm. and survive for nine years. For me, that was, that was a lot. It was a ton. I'm going to write a book one day. I mean, even, that, but.
2: even going to… I mean, this is a universal human issue. I mean, not issue, but just experience. Uh, going to school in Boston from living in Georgia my entire life. Culture shock. Didn't realize that khakis aren't a thing. Didn't think that Sperry's were going to get totally shit on by my friends, you know? Totally culture shocked. People are like, you know, just don't have as much time and… You know, that southern comfort or that southern hospitality is a real thing. And I had a hard time adjusting, Eric. I called you all the time. I'm like, I don't, you know, I just don't get along. And then also, in addition to that, my team, my soccer team is very, like, international. I was living with a guy from the Bahamas and another guy from Hawaii. It's just very unfamiliar. But that's also the beauty of the world. The beauty of eating multiple cuisines, speaking different languages, traveling different places. If you're not challenged... What is the point? Am I right? Speaking mm-hmm. to Linda in Vancouver, right? You've been in like multiple unfamiliar situations, right? I oh, yeah, for so. sure.
3: Coming from Vancouver and going to LA and I guess kind of going to like like Hollywood parties and stuff is just like, whoa, this is different. Whoa, but tell <laughs> me about
1: Hollywood parties. I'm so curious. Do tell me about Hollywood parties.
3: Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's just a lot of. I feel like it's like clicky high school again. Like really? there's the popular girls and all that stuff or popular guys. And then that's for me, that's how it feels like. And everyone's trying to kind of stand out in a party. I think one thing from the drama that was uh yeah, from the um from Crash Landing on You, they always had a lot of like luxury, I guess, items mm-hmm. from South Korea, like the coffee right. and the shampoo and Yeah, it's just interesting how they really see it in that light, where they're just like, "Oh, you know, this is the good stuff." And she like kind of when she was selling it to um, the captain, right at the store. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that was." I I took notice of that.
1: It's funny because it's like it's the good stuff is like black market stuff, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. sure for like anything that's not made in Korea, North Korea, it's like not allowed, right? So Mm -hmm. I've even heard like uh, I think a few years ago bonuses are given in choco pie so choco pie I don't know if you guys are familiar they're like they're like moon pies in the states they're chocolate covered cakes with like marshmallow in the middle and it was pretty much in North Korea like a big bonus to be like I got a box of choco pies from South Korea so it's it's not only you know food it's Korean music it's Korean dramas like Mm -hmm. it's all contraband it's all black market so in this drama you see her being like do you want this from the South? Like, here's here's a bra that's made in the South. Here's skincare made in the South. And then, like, up front is, like, the generic North Korean stuff. Which is clearly going to be, in their minds, inferior. And I'm sure probably is inferior to the original, original. Right. You
2: know? That is really fascinating. Because there's contraband everywhere. Whatever anything is illegal. Everybody wants the forbidden fruit. I mean, I, I, I work for, like, snacks and stuff. You'd
1: work for snacks?
2: Definitely. I mean... I don't know. I mean things that are hard to get a hold of like obviously I can buy choco pie here like we're definitely lucky to get that but maybe something like I can't attain right now.
1: Did you guys hear that? That's my stomach growling. Sorry. Anyways. Okay. Let's move on to our last talking point. I don't think it's so much of a thematic thing but more just I think just the way the show is built up. I think it was very… There were a lot of points that were very tongue-in-cheek and kind of sarcastic and cynical. Uh, the the drama clearly shows that it is aware that it is a Korean drama. There is not a fake sense of oh, this is reality. Everybody knows and everybody can tell that there is magic in here. There are things that don't make sense. All of a sudden, like even the opening scenes, flying cars and like a tornado that just seems out of place that crazily oh, gets my her. God, in. It's that like part that part was ridiculous, right? It's like that Harry Potter kind of vibe that is in this drama. Uh huh. You could think of it as like like. Our mom, I called my mom, and she was like, what is there to watch? I was like, oh, we just started watching Crash Landing. She's like, I hate it. I was like, why? She's like, it just seems so ridiculous. There's like, It's like fake and magical. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to like it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just funny. Yeah, And it just added to the sense of humor that the show had. Right. So going into it, I wasn't like, oh, this is real. This is a fun, not serious drama.
3: At first, I thought it was going to be like a war movie, like Private Ryan style, military, dark, mm-hmm. you know. But it was... There's some parts that are gruesome, but very rare. Like, not rare, but it's just not that often that it appears. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely more like a romantic comedy. With a I agree. little bit of um, violence. Yeah.
2: Just a little bit. I can't have it being too silly. It can't be such a... Like, just a Harry Potter. Whatever. Like, even Harry Potter <laughs> is, like, very... <laughs> You know, they have their little quips here and there, but it's still pretty serious. There's a dude without a nose who's trying to kill you, try to kill you as, you know, when you're a baby, you know. Um, I really yeah.
3: like how you explained him, that dude without a nose just trying to kill Harry Potter. That's like the best, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best description of that villain.
1: Of Voldemort?
3: Um, <laughs> Voldemort, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. the Dude, <laughs> dude without, without a nose. A
3: nose. That bald dude without a nose. <laughs> He's just going at it. Somebody upset him
2: i simplify things quite a bit (laughs) oh yeah but back to that point it was like i didn't know what to expect because in the in the netflix thumbnail you see a guy in a a north korea thing and like a a very pretty woman i was like man this must be some sort of war thing and uh, you know i'm not sure what it is but when that tornado came out of nowhere can we talk about this real quick she's paragliding She's like, oh, my God, I'm about to take over my father's company. Everything is looking up for me. I'm so, so excited. And yeah, like a strong breeze comes. They start indicating that there's a strong breeze coming because people on the ground are like, whoa, it's like pretty breeze. And then three seconds later, massive twister scale tornado, like a tornado that could suck up an entire town in a matter of seconds, appears 10 feet from her and then swallows her up. There's like these fake CGI cows in there, a couple cars, and she's like, ah, ah. And then, (laughs) and then fast forward, she's just like in a tree. Yeah. And she's there and she's like, yo, where am I? And then we're like, oh, shoot, she's in North Korea.
1: (laughs) Also, when she's like, yeah, let me get out of this, and she's clearly like 25 feet up and she falls, and it's like the most little baby fall ever, and it's directly onto the, officer who catches her
2: and and that's the charm of this show i'd say it doesn't take itself too seriously right we all are watching it for this like love line that's going to develop right Right.
3: i I wish they showed like a younger version of her like owning in track and field and so that when she's running like (laughs) running away from the guards (laughs) it all makes sense right because i'm like y'all y'all's trained to be soldiers and you guys can't you guys can't like what
1: yeah i was like i be nice i agree with you i literally go is she a long distance marathon runner (laughs) because this girl is running for hours she is and it's not even like she's running in like track and field clothes she's running in a full body one piece jumpsuit and she's sprinting across fields and forests and there are like soldiers who just cannot catch her i was like This girl's an Olympian.
2: I'm so glad Mm -hmm. this point was taken up. Because I (laughs) I was also thinking, like, we're all watching it in separate rooms. And I was like, man, this girl is fit. What is your background? She working on her fitness, you know? And, you know, this goes back to the synopsis. And the way that Eric paraphrased everything. It was just like, dropped in North Korea. May fall in love with military soldier, bro. You know? Because she was running for 30 minutes and there are all these things of like the military guys trying to catch her and not saying that it's not entertaining right because i watched every second of it but that really is what happened and i love that this drama didn't take itself too seriously obviously we're two seconds two episodes in maybe shit really hits the fan but so far it's like not so serious
1: right no it was it was well done in that sense so um i mean i guess you know we've we've hit on a Bunch of different topics in the discussion. I think um, it's probably best to, for us to start wrapping it up and 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 say, look, do we like it? Are we going to commit to it? And are we going to quit it? That kind of thing. Here's the moment of truth, everybody. Linda, starting with you, are you committing to this? Or are you quitting this?
3: I guess this will be a spoiler, but I want to. Com- I I wasn't going to commit until the ending of episode two, mm. where. You know, this girl's in Switzerland and she sees Captain Reed.
1: Yeah, there are like these flashbacks to her being in Switzerland and she's like talking to a therapist or something, right? And mm-hmm. like part of it's like, I don't want to live anymore. Or like it was, it was kind of those moments, right? Have they met in the past? Like, have, like, I don't uh, know. It's confusing.
3: Like
2: destiny type
1: thing. Destiny kind of thing. This is fate. All that kind of stuff. So that for you was like a selling point, Linda.
3: I was like yeah, I was like, what? Well the to watch why. <laughs> like, I got I gotta see why now. Like Right. He like he's in Switzerland and then he went to North Korea. I was like, what? And he's I was just like, yeah. Right. So I'm right. gonna commit because now I am left hanging.
1: Okay. Selinda so has committed. Eddie, how about you? Commit or quit? I've been giving this some
2: thought. And uh this is gonna be commit for me. Mm-hmm. Um and my biggest reason for that is because I see A lot of similarities and I get the same type of feeling in my tummy that I got when I watched My Love From Another Star. A little bit outlandish. A little bit sci-fi. Not taking itself too seriously but more dialogue driven and more like just you know serious dude who's like hey yo I'm a soldier or in My Love From Another Star hey I'm an alien you know and then like the female lead really just her quirks in the way she talks being like really driving it forward so i i need to see what it's about and honestly i'm not that hard to convince so I, I, this is where it's going to be a challenge for me on this show in particular i am very easily impressed very low so, standards Eddie so, has Very low. Standards. so uh i'm gonna go commit all right okay, that is okay. my decision eric how about yourself
1: i actually i'm gonna commit and i don't want people to think that i'm like too easy to please right i, I think part of it is we wanted to give people stuff to watch that we wanted to people to kind of follow along and people that are bought into certain shows and so we probably picked and chose things that are very very good. Don't worry, there are shows that we want to just absolutely trash and quit and we're going to look for those or I don't want to say look for those shows, but like if you if they're trashy we're going to call them trash. But for me, I agree with Eddie that this gave me a lot of love from another stars vibe which was a very just a feel-good drama to watch and right now if there's anything that i need that anything that this world needs it's just simple easy to please like simple fun shocking dramas that have love that have really beautiful people in it just doing beautiful things right let's just call it what it is it's eye candy and it's mind candy because it's just easy to digest and so for me it's a commit it's it's outlandish it doesn't really make sense but it's fun so i'm going to commit to it
3: i do feel like when sometimes when you're really invested in a show and if you have a favorite character you book slowly become that character and start oh, having oh. their little like mm. characteristics that's what i that's what i think i when i watch it's a one class just like i kind of like that one uh the boss girl so like, I kind of wanted oh, to be like her too. So Osuwa. maybe Osuwa? if you guys, I think, I think so. Yeah. The main, suwa, suwa, the main yeah. Crew.
2: yeah.
1: I
3: feel like maybe you guys watch this. You guys might want to be Captain Reed.
1: Just get jacked. That's never going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Let's be very honest. I'm never getting jacked. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I like the show. I'm excited for it. it. Linda, if you have one word to summarize this show for you, what do you think? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Eddie, how about you? feel good feel good um for me it's not one word but it's a phrase and it's it don't make sense but that's why it makes sense Nonsense. So you're just gonna
2: bend the own rules of the rules it's that my, you made up
1: dude <laughs> it's my show this is ridiculous
2: it's our show i mean how far are we gonna take this soon we're just gonna be like hey like what 18 words would you say to describe your show? I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If we can't yeah. even okay, okay, abide okay, by okay, our own okay, rules, yeah. okay. how far does this go, Eric? All right, it I said would've, it.
3: It would have been nice if I had a phrase. I'm just going to say that and put it out no. there. Look, thank, you, Linda. Like, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I was a little restricted <laughs> and put on the spot and yeah. had time to think about it. You know, it's yeah. like a little
1: Okay, thin. fine. This is fine. Ridiculous. ridiculous. There you go. Nonsensical. <laughs> All right, there you go. Nonsensical? Nonsensical. Okay. That's going to kind of wrap us up for uh, Commit or Quit today. Linda, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, getting to know you a little bit better. Anything you have coming up, ongoing, anything you want to plug, share with our listeners, go for it.
3: Yeah. First, thanks for having me. This was super fun. Um, And yeah, I guess I have a short film coming out on my channel. My last video on my channel on Thursday, April 16th so i'm excited that is what i've been working on for a while
1: what is your short film about what's it called
3: it's called being single again and it's about being in a relationship for four years and then being single again and trying to just kind of be single wow and then there's family there's love there's about friendship and yeah is this a a personal story Mm, there's there's parts of it that's similar but not not too
1: okay cool so it's which which channel is this on
3: Uh, Lina D Productions.
1: Okay, so everybody please be sure to check out Lina D Productions on YouTube. This is the last video on her long-running YouTube channel. Um, It's called Being Single Again, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody please check it out. And you have a new channel, right? Which is…
3: Yeah, Linda Sundays.
1: All right, so check out her new channel, Linda Sundays. (laughs) Go ahead and subscribe to it on YouTube and check out all of her content. And they can find you on Instagram and all the other socials as well, right? What's your handle? Uh,
3: Linda Dong.
1: Linda Dong. There it is. And that is Linda with two E's. Right. L-E-E-N-D-A-D-O-N-G.
3: On
2: Mm -hmm. all
1: the socials. So everybody, please check her out. And as you do that, check us out on the Dive Studios. We're available with videos and highlight clips and other podcasts that really change your life in the most impactful and meaningful ways. For free, guys.
3: My life has been changed.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We didn't pay her to say that. She said that on her own volition. Okay. Mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash dive studios. We are all over the internet. And if you guys can, please consider becoming a patron of ours at patreon.com slash dive studios. So we can keep making these shows that entertain you for little bits of your week and day. Um, so that's it. We're going to wrap up another episode of commit or quit. Thank you again to Linda for joining us. Hope you enjoyed listening to our thoughts on crash landing on new episodes. One and two. We have more shows coming uh, with other great TV shows, dramas, and movies, and we're excited to share that we have additional guests that are joining us very, very soon. Um, we're talking big people who are much more talented than I am, so I'm a little uh, intimidated because yeah. they're huge actors. Don't
2: worry, I'll, I'll, I'll carry the ship. As, you know per usual i'll just drive it wow forward wow um, so, so humble you know commit or quit listeners so don't humble. be concerned um eddie is at the helm i'm gonna take it to where it needs to be thank you for listening you know it's always a pleasure we appreciate your earballs.
1: Earballs? that's a you're gonna drive this ship and you just use the word earballs
2: okay everybody's gonna start using that from now on just saying oh my god
1: okay well you guys please be sure to subscribe to dive studios on youtube to subscribe to this show on spotify apple podcast google podcast and leave us a five-star review rate and review and um yeah that's it so thank you guys so much have a great week we'll see you on the next episode of commit or quit goodbye Bye. bye bye linda bye guys
0: Ch- Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, free prohibited the bylaw. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chambacasino.com.